is Wednesday, June 2nd, 2010, and this is Radio Wave. The Medge Network Information Service, I'm Robert John. New Worldwide Release Caritas of Birmingham is announcing a new worldwide release of the national best-selling book, Look What Happened While You Were Sleeping, written by a friend of Medjugorje. Caritas decided to make this book available now for the first time free as a download of the book and download of the audiobook on Medjugorje.com due to the urgency of the message of this book and the times. The book's premise is to uncover deceptions. Our Lady said on September 25, 1986, Therefore I am calling you, so that by your prayer and your life you help to destroy everything that's evil in people and uncover the deception that Satan makes use of. You pray that the truth prevails in all hearts. One of the many readers of the book, from Jersey City, New Jersey, stated, quote, Wow! Not even Stephen King at his best, or worst, sent a shudder up my spine as much as Look What Happened did. To coin a phrase, it is a real page-turner. Halfway through, I was ready to set up residence under my bed in hiding. Thank you for an incredible book. It is a real eye-opener. It is a must-read for anyone who loves our country and wants to put us back on the right road again." Unquote. Caritas of Birmingham says, Look What Happened While You Were Sleeping is available free as a download and audio download on Medjugorje.com. This is the Medj Network Information Service. New name for the National Animal Identification System. The NAIS stands for the National Animal Identification System. The NAIS is the USDA's scheme to put a computer chip in all animals, even chickens, under the guise of controlling animal disease. The ultimate goal of this USDA plan is to control the food supply and ultimately the people. The USDA has now renamed the NAIS the Federal Animal Disease Traceability System as part of their stealth plan to defeat the opposition to the NAIS. Russell Wood with Freedom Advocates states, quote, In addition to the name change, the new policy also changes the title for premise registration to Unique Location Identifier, 
This location, being your homestead, small farm, etc., will include all producers whose animals move in interstate commerce crossing state lines. The USDA is trying to create issues that will bring people to accept the USDA's conduct ideas like interstate commerce. Unquote. Joseph Natius with the Coalition to Save America says, NAIS is not about tracing animal disease. It's about controlling and killing small operations by regulating them so they cannot financially operate their small farms and homesteads. This new approach of changing the name provides for an end run to get around state laws that stop animal identification or forced NAIS premise registration, pointing out this is not NAIS. The NAIS is opposed because of the control they are applying over state lines. Unquote. Russell Wood from Freedom Advocates states, the USDA concedes in their fact sheet that they were forced to once again alter their animal identification proposal due to the opposition of the American public, and that after five years they had achieved only one-third of their goal of premise registrations and were slipping years behind their deadlines. However, this is not the first time the USDA has revised their wording and reshuffled the deck to get the public to register their premises, homesteads, or farms, along with each animal on them." Unquote. The USDA recently released a fact sheet stating, quote, Some of the concerns and criticisms raised during the USDA's listening tour last year were confidentiality, liability, cost, privacy, and religion. There were also concerns about NAIS being the wrong priority for USDA, that the system benefits only large-scale producers, and that NAIS is unnecessary because existing identification systems are sufficient." Unquote. According to Liberty Arc, a coalition to stop NAIS, the National Animal Identification System ended up costing U.S. taxpayers millions of dollars. Liberty Arc goes on to state, quote, we will be witnessing a global regime such as the like that has never been witnessed before. The NAIS program didn't really die, as some claim. It just gave birth to traceability. Traceability is the international NAIS plus more. What the USDA did achieve was to gain the advantage after their listening tour last year to wipe their dirty slate clean, and create the illusion of a new program that came to the rescue of international sanitary hygiene, human and animal alike. They also began implementing the One World, One Health strategy that will unite animal veterinarian medicine with human medicine. So the next time you go to the doctor, your neighbor's cat just might be in the chair next to you waiting to be seen. All this from the new NAIS." Unquote. Russell Wood from Freedom Advocates relays that the new approach is a plan of the USDA to remove opposition deceptively while forming, by creeping gradualism, the concept of the chipping of every animal as a protection. They are promising to exclude animals that will not enter interstate commerce. Joseph Natius with the Coalition to Save America says that people should not be fooled by what is being said in favor of the new system. It is only a guise to get a policy implemented into law, then change it later to be whatever they want it to be, when nothing can be done to stop it.
Russell Wood again says, This particular issue is far from settled, as the bureaucrats and their allies will keep trying to have their way with our property and our lives. But they can win only if we let them. Our Lady of Medjugorje has this to say about the ever-growing plans of darkness to rule over our very lives and what our responsibility is. May 2, 2009 Dear children, already for a long time I am giving you my motherly heart and offering my son to you. You are rejecting me. You are permitting sin to overcome you more and more. You are permitting it to master you and to take away your power of discernment. My poor children, look around you and look at the signs of the times. Do you think that you can do without God's blessing? Do not permit darkness to envelop you. From the depth of your heart, cry out for my son. His name disperses even the greatest darkness. I will be with you. You just call me. Here we are, mother. Lead us. Thank you. To learn more about NAIS, look up lookwhathappenedwhileyouweresleeping.com or contact Liberty Arc Coalition at libertyarc.net. From the MEDG Network Information Service, I'm Robert John. This is Medjugorje.com. Stay tuned for our regular radio wave broadcast, brought to you by Caritas of Birmingham. Society today is driven by atheistic patterns who say that they do not need God. Yet, Our Lady tells us, without God, you can do nothing. Are we to stand idle and watch society and culture crumble around us? What can we do? We no longer have to stand still. We can take action. July 1st through 5th at Caritas, Alabama, gather with others from across the United States to re-consecrate the United States of America back to God. Five days, July 1st through 5th at Caritas, Alabama. For more information, visit medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com or call Caritas in the U.S. 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000, July 1st through 5th at Caritas of Birmingham. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and today, June 2nd, is a day that's uh, Our Lady designated as a day of prayer for non-believers. On this day, Mariana, one of the six visionaries of Medjugorje, uh, went before Our Lady in a monthly apparition, and Our Lady gave a message for the world. And so as we begin this broadcast, we ask that you open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. Well, we'd like to say thank you for welcoming us into your homes again, yet again, for those who listen live and those who will be listening to this later streaming. We uh, always have the joy of being able to discuss with you and, and talk about the message. And as we started the programming of Radio Wave, the complaint we heard for years is, 
people were isolated in their homes or wherever they may live across the world, and they had no one to express this to. Sometimes no loved ones were interested, sometimes just within their family. And so it's a point of um, interest to everybody that, that just talking about the message brings some things illuminated that we won't even discuss to your life, but pertains to your life in a way that you can understand it just by us going through it. So, Ruth's with us in the studios, and we'll have her go ahead and read today's message of June 2nd, 2010, to Mariana, for us. Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's June 2nd, 2010 message, given to Mariana on the day for non-believers. Dear children, today I call you, with fasting and prayer, to clear the way by which my Son will enter into your hearts. Accept me as a mother and a messenger of God's love and of his desire for your salvation. Free yourself of everything from the past which burdens you and gives you a sense of guilt, of everything that brought you to error, darkness. Accept the light. Be born anew in the justice of my Son. Thank you. Our Lady blessed all the religious articles, and Mariana said that when Our Lady was leaving, she saw a white dove at the end of the apparition, which Mariana thought was the Holy Spirit. If one thinks after hearing this message that they could understand everything about it in this one afternoon, and from there on, we'd go on to the next thing or the next month and see what she's got to say, you don't comprehend the message. Our Lady said, in fact, you must pray to comprehend the message. Other times she says you must pray to, to find the greatness of the message. So these messages uh, are profound. They will speak to us continually. The dove Our Lady saw today, or rather Mariana, had seen in her apparition for somewhere across the world on some land someplace, a dove came by where they were praying, and it was a sign for them. Somewhere across this world, some land someplace, a dove shoot away from them. And, of course, I wrote about that somewhat today. So it, it, that's two different messages for different people just to the image of this dove. And I'm sure there's Medjugorje, at least two Medjugorje people that this happened to somewhere around the world. Well, there's millions of them. So you see doves from here, here every now and then in different situations. But here it is, the message of the dove would apply two opposite ways. Somebody's out there probably thinking, my spirit's not right. I drove, I, I just shooed this dove away, this gentle creature. Another that came and landed near maybe 50 yards away from they were praying or just thinking, and they see it and they start contemplating God. So these messages of Our Lady have this kind of dual purpose, and they speak to everybody in different ways, and there's always a <clears throat> explanation personally that you can view. And also you've got an overall view of where we are, and that's what we really discuss, an overall view of where we are and what, is a is a view that you are biblical worldview that you can have according to our circumstances and situation. In light of what uh, you just said about the, we it gives us a view of where we are today. Uh, just uh, to begin with the message here uh, for Our Lady uh, to use the words "clear the way," and then for Our Lady to say that she uh, was a messenger. And so, does this kind of somewhat fit the bill of what we uh, would? see Our Lady as, as the John the Baptist of the Second Coming? Well, I've always said that Our Lady uh, 
<clears throat> when I was asked by ABC producer back in the 80s, do you think that this is preparing for the second coming? I said, there's no question about it. This is 100% our lady preparing for the second coming. He said, when? I said, that's the question. The other is not to be questioned. This is preparing for the second coming. When is the big question? Is it two years from now? 200 years from now? We don't know. But there can be no question that the mother of God coming for now, 28 years, that was back then probably in the 80s. That was eight or nine years after it started, seven years, when I was asked the question. Um, we we couldn't even imagine at that point LA would still be here. But even though I answered that in that way, I'm more convinced of it than I was then. And then I was convinced without any doubt that this is preparation for the second coming. Just as John the Baptist, a symbolic gesture of Our Lady coming on his feast day to start with. And just as Our Lady came 2,000 years ago, and God had her on the earth before the Messiah, and she'd be in the tabernacle, and the Ark of the Covenant, and she gave birth to the Messiah, then why would he not send her again to prepare the world for that? And to prepare the world for that is we have to get rid of everything that has brought us to error, every darkness. You're not going to go through the time of the Antichrist and the tribulation without some kind of means of, of, of an owner's manual that could be titled How to Live as a Christian to the Antichrist System. And that's in essence, that's what all these messages are about. She's coming to show us how to live in, in a puddle, a vile puddle of filth and purity. And Christians, we're assaulted just walking to the grocery store, going in from, from the magazines, from the newspapers, from the, from the music, and from um, the billboards. Everything is an assault on the census. That what we have accepted as Christians as probably the way of culture and don't even blink an eye at would be scandalized Christians for, for centuries back. People who didn't have the literacy that we have and the smarts educational, but who had common sense and we don't. We don't need to see it. So Our Lady's telling us today, um, clear the way by which my son will enter. She didn't say, for you to want him to enter, do this. She says, clear the way by which my son will enter into your hearts. And so the second coming will be a longing for it. We'll be, we'll be yearning for that. The church teaches that, to be ready. Our Lady just said recently, to be ready. And so if we have Jesus in our heart when he comes, he'll have us physically when he comes and, and separate the, the goats from the sheep, as Revelation talks about. So, and, and here's some more words. Accept me as the messenger of God. Yes, as mother. But as the let's just skip the, the mother part right there, not because it's insignificant, but let's just point at one thing: accept me as a or, and a messenger of God's love and His desire for your salvation. Why? Because salvation is at risk. Scripture says, "Many will call says, uh, but I, I proclaimed your name." And basically, He'll open the door to hell to them. So it's just not enough to say, "I'm Jesus, I'm saved." We, we are duped, and we're caught in our past. Our Lady says, free yourself from everything from the past which burdens you and gives you a sense of guilt. We have people constantly saying, this happened to me 100 years ago. 
our indigenous people, we, this happened, you know, and, and I'm owed this. This is not Christian principles. If you're Christians, you forget the past. Forget what happened to your, your, your forefathers. You know, I don't, I don't think blame the coal mines because my grandfather was a coal miner and they treated him like a slave. And I'm owed something for that. Why should anybody else? It's not Christian. If you want to be a Christian, you forget those things. And on the other side, I don't feel guilty because <clears throat> if I was on the coal mine side that, that did the things to the workers. And wherever you fit in history, get off of it. Our ladies tells us, you be free. Free yourself from everything from the past. I'm not interested in what happened to you in the past. I'm interested in today in what and how you're handling it. I'm a Christian. I offer everything for atonement because I'm a sinner. We all are sinners. So from the past which burdens you, and if you cling to these things, it burdens you. And that, that, of course, comes right into our, our lives today. How those who, who have had bad things happen to in their life or sinned in their life, who are burdened by these things, and it gives you a sense of guilt. As I wrote today, guilt is a good motivation if it leads you to the atonement and repentance and you let go of it from there. But guilt is caustic if you cling to this after atonement and confession or repentance. Why? Because guilt is like acid. It destroys the container which is held in. So if you're going to hold on to this, or I was this way, and I can't get rid of this burden, you're not, you're not living biblically. You're not living by Christians, the Christian precepts. And we have many, many people professing my past this way, both those that happened in this life or something that happened 100 years ago or 500 years ago. So what? You want to be a Christian? Look what happened to Jesus Christ. He's not running around, look what I did, and look how many people, look what they did to me. You know, that's not Christian to do that. That mentality actually takes you out of the church, takes you out of the community of understanding that whatever befalls you, whatever befalls your generation before you, you accept. Look at what happened to, to um, so many situations in history for thousands of years. Do we, do we cling to these things? And all those methods and those things, that principle to let go of whatever and just be a professing Christian, and I hold my head up, up high, applies to those who were born and had these things happen within their lifetime. Okay, so it happened. Thomas Kempis writes that even if you're treated with injustice, and our lady talks about justice, even with the lady, even if something happened in injustice, injustice, then you're a sinner and you just offered up for atonement because there's some sin you need to atone for anyway as a sinner. That's the way I was raised. That's the way I understand things. And I'm free. I'm free because no matter how much injustice comes to me and being the head of a mission and along with the community, we have injustices come to us every single day. And you know what? So what? Second Peter says, take joy when you've been given a suffering because you've been given measure of mine. We're to be happy about that. We're, to, we're the crown of, of injustice. So, a lot of things aren't, aren't fair, which I hate when people say that. Life's not that way. In fact, the visionaries complained to Our Lady. And you know what Our Lady told them? 
when they were really being wronged, our lady's answer was, oh, you need to go to the government. You need to do this or you need to go to the police. She says there's always been injustices. Can you believe that? Always been injustices. And yet we have a, such a system of rot that's entered the church that takes about social justice. You're owed this. You're owed that. This is wrong. And, and we've, we've completely strayed from what is justice to what is social justice or what I always say is socialist justice. We're not owed anything at all in this life. We owe God in gratitude for our life. And so Our Lady has a lot to say here and beautiful. And we think wrong. And I know I'm offended some mentalities. Good. Very good. You need to think. You need to think why I say, Our Lady says, free yourselves from everything from the past which burdens you and gives you a sense of guilt of everything that brought you to error, darkness, except the light. Light means I'm free. I'm free for whatever. And, and again, we live on a daily basis of injustices. You know, we don't run a mission this influential without always being persecuted. And I often tell people here when they come tell me there's so-and-so or this has happened or this, so what? This is good. You know, it keeps us humble, shows us the right way. All we have to do is accept the light and be born again in, or be born anew in the justice of my son, Jesus, as Our Lady says. So we have these errors that, that the Christian doesn't know how to even walk as a Christian. And the, the blame thing on everybody else, what befalls you? You have nobody to blame for anything. Nothing. You want to read a book that explains this. It just came to me. is um, Little Margaret. What's the name of that book, Ruth? Little Margaret of... Costella. Costella. You want, you want to read something of an injustice, and her attitude is remarkable remarkable here's a girl that was blind deformed her parents i think it was the setting was italy several centuries ago I believe so. and she she wanted <clears throat> she loved her parents but her parents was ashamed of her because they didn't get somebody as beautiful they got somebody as deformed this was uh against their high status as a and their culture at that time to have a deformed daughter and so they they hid her from everybody they actually made a chapel on the side of a church, and they locked her in there, I think it was seven years, after she was able to feed herself, you know, after four or five years old. She, I think she stayed there seven years to her teenage life. Never came out. They brought her food every day. Didn't, didn't even see her. And finally one day, and her attitude was always, you know, grateful, thankfulness. So they decided to take her one place that there's this new miracle fountain somewhere in Italy. They were going to take her there to be cured. They loaded her up in a wagon, and she was so happy to be with them and so grateful and so um, thrilled at the fact that they were going to go there and pray with her so she could be healed of this. She went there. They took her to the fountain, and they said they were going to go shopping for her to stay there and pray, and they'd come back. Well, they didn't show back up. And the story is that they came back. They saw her. She wasn't cured, so they just decided to leave her. She, she, she couldn't believe it. She even at that point said, my parents would never do that. After being locked up seven years this way and shunned, she said, my parents would never do that to me. And she went to the city gates and they, somebody explained to her that I think the story was, it's been a long time since I read it, but that her parents had left. 
and she was abandoned. She had to walk the city, the streets. But she began to make such an impact on people and her attitude and so wronged. And, and we often have youth read this book. If you don't have self-esteem, you read this. This girl had nothing to have self-esteem for, and yet she did. And she changed every household who, who kept her, but they passed her on from one house to the next. She ended up dying and some miracles associated with her, and she probably one day will be a saint and somebody picks up her, her life. The point I bring this up for, though, you're talking about an injustice, and yet it's incredible what her life turned out to be. And she never looked at how wrong she was. And this is what Our Lady says when she wants to be joyful Christians. We're to carry our, our life this way in, in a profound way that we're, we're this kind of witness. So these things that God comes along with and gives us in our daily life uh, are, are incredible. We, we, you had a thing you wanted to read. I think you made a request to me before we played this one song. Uh, yes, this was something that a friend of Medjugorje wrote uh, actually right after he read the message today. Um, usually he goes right into writing and sends it back, and it's a teaching about the message. But he came out with a, a parable that we felt was very important to share with all of you. It's called Clear the Way. He left his home in search of something he believed he did not have. A restlessness of discontentment drove him away. Looking for fulfillment, he wandered from place to place, all the while wounding himself, being entertained with the sins of the world. Seeking one fulfillment after another, he felt more empty as each worldly gratification and sin sunk him deeper into life's woes and errors. At one point, becoming so disgusted with himself, he began to reflect upon the home he had left long ago, the happy times, and was surprised at the longing he felt for his past life. He remembered the simplicity of its yard and how the fresh dew covered the flowers before the sun rose in the morning sky each day. How he longed for those simple, beautiful days. Because of an arid mentality of discontentment, he had become blind to the beauty of his past life. His longing for those days began to be his escape from the harsh life he was now living that he once thought would be his fulfillment. It was then, at his loneliest moments, when he became overwhelmed with the thought of the happy days of his childhood through becoming an adult in which his home had brought to him. He decided to go back to what he had left ten years before. Upon arriving, his anxious joy turned to dismay as he approached the long dirt drive to his home. The abandoned place had become overgrown and was so covered with plant growth that the house could not even be seen. He sat down and cried at what he had left, and hope faded. He dwelt on his past sins and how he had neglected his beautiful cottage. No more beauty could be seen. The darkness from the shade of the growth had taken over long ago, had choked away the beautiful flowers. He had a lot of work to do, but he resolved to do it, having the remembrance of a better life. The road to the house now had trees growing upon it, and it took a bulldozer to clear them away. However, he persisted, and once the road was cleared to the house, he saw that the house itself 
was also burdened with vines, of which even snaked into the house through broken windows. After a great deal of work, clearing and fighting to clean up his, his home, it was restored from the gloomy darkness and no longer covered with vines. A light came upon the ground, and flowers rebloomed in their former beauty. And finally he realized that what he had left to go in search of, that which would satisfy his discontentment, he was finally content with. After ten long years and many scars and wounds, he found the contentment he was searching for, right in his own home that he had disowned long before. Our Lady shows us to clear the way back to her son requires the power of a bulldozer, which is derived from the power of fasting and prayer. It will clear the way, opening your home up to have Jesus enter the heart of your soul. Homed in your physical being, your soul will be as the house, freed from the overgrowth and vines. We are to free ourselves from everything from the past which burdens us and gives us the sense of guilt. On December 4, 1986, Our Lady said, The Lord particularly desires to purify you from all the sins of your past. Only that way shall you be able to recognize all the evil that is in you and surrender it to the Lord, so that the Lord may completely purify your hearts. It is Our Lady's intent for Jesus to enter your heart, as the man cleared his way back to his home, to again dwell there, for you to clear the way, so that Jesus may dwell in your heart. Our Lady gives us a clean slate, how to clean, <clears throat> clean our whole past, you know, especially this one message where she says, surrender your entire past to the Lord and all the, all the evil accumulated in your heart. We have an opportunity that, that is limited. Our Lady tells us we have a short time. We should be acting on this. The innocent years of what we lived, the way we was raised, or our home place, you know, brought clarity to where our vision was clear. And so we need to go back to those days of innocence. And that's what our lady is teaching us. Don't be so complicated. Forget the past. Free yourself from all guilt. Everything that brought you to error, everything that brought you to darkness. Back in the days of the innocent years 
picture will not suffice. A book will not do. Descriptions are shortcoming. What millions have seen but few understood. It can't be explained. It can only be experienced. Medjugorje. The place where the Virgin Mary comes daily to grace the world with her presence and blessing. Why would one not go to Medjugorje now, in the time when the Holy Mother of Jesus is still present now in the holiest of villages? Medjugorje can only be experienced. Have you yet to live this experience? Or have you gone to Medjugorje and never truly experienced Our Lady. Many are called, but for those who respond, there is no regret. Come now to Medjugorje and be blessed by the Holy Virgin Mary, the Queen of Peace. For over 24 years, BVM Caritas Pilgrimages has guided thousands of people just like you in what many consider the best spiritual format to go to Medjugorje. Founded by a friend of Medjugorje, BVM Caritas knows that a good pilgrimage does not just happen. 
Sign up today for your Medjugorje encounter with Our Lady. BVM Caritas. Call today in the U.S. 205-672-2000. 205-672-2000. And ask about your Medjugorje pilgrimage. Or go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, and click on Medjugorje Pilgrimages. Your pilgrimage does not begin the day you leave your home. It begins today. BVM Caritas Pilgrimages, brought to you by Caritas of Birmingham. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. And I want to second what you just heard. Medjugorje is an experience, a highlight of, of the lifetime. And uh, you can never overstate the importance of going there. If you don't have the money, pray for it. If you have the money and you, for other reasons, can't go, pray for it. Our Lady calls. Every message she says, I call you. In fact, that's what she said today. Dear children today, I call you. She won't say there was one anniversary or several anniversaries in a straight row in the uh, late 90s, I think it was. She says, I'm happy to see you in large numbers. Our Lady wants you to come to Medjugorje because she wants to disperse. She wants everybody to come there and, and receive what she has and then disperse across the earth to whatever different culture we're coming into. And we're coming into a new time to be seeds across the earth to spread what it is she said and did. And she says... In reference to that, that my heart and my um, message, my heart and my eyes will still be here when I no longer appear. You will be that for her, and you'll be telling it to your villages where you're from. Don't think cities. Think your communities, your small communities, because that's the future. We don't have time to go into that at this point. But one thing we do have is the ALA says, "Accept me as a mother," and so. We have something incredible happening with her as a mother. And, and of course, today is the day for non-believers. We've, we've gone to understand our lady always, also is addressing us who are reading this. Because we had non-belief in us about different aspects. Catholics believe different things instead of what the church teaches. I don't accept this or, or this or that. And, and other, you know, others say, well, I, I don't believe that. We have Catholics believe in different things. Yet the church teaches one thing. And so, right now, a lot's on Mama. And I, it's really a beautiful thing when you hear some people go into Medjugorje, where she's my Mama. And Mamas, what do they do? They always care for the children. They always will love their children. Are they supposed to? We have motherhood now grown into a monstrous state where they vacate their, their row and, you know, three or four weeks after birth, they put them in daycare centers. This is something so atrocious. Nobody could even phantom that. Years ago, it just wouldn't have happened. And so we have this, but but with the concept of what mother is or what mama, except her mama, we have this idea of, of mama saving non-believers, mother saving her children. And it's by the wings of the mama's prayers that this can happen. I've been to church on Sunday 
And I've been in jail And I put my family Through living hell And I've been a heavy cross to bear On the wings of mama's prayers I spent her last dollar On something bad for me I finally hit rock bottom Couldn't get up on my knees But the strength came to lift me up from there On the wings of mama's prayers I see her by the bed With her Bible open wide Looking up at heaven With tears in her eyes She knew when I was troubled She knew when I was scared And I found salvation on Mama's prayers I was lost in the darkness Searching for the end But the light of Mama's love Led me back again And if I've got a place in heaven I'll get there On the wings of Mama's place I see her by the bed With her Bible open wide Looking up at heaven With tears in her Salvation on the wings of Mama's prayers. I'm still holding on to the wings of Mama's prayers. Whenever you uh, think about Our Lady, you always have this tendency to uh, see her as a sweet, uh, gentle, uh, quiet mother. Uh, do you share that same view of Our Lady? Well, I think that uh, some of her messages are much more scary than what Jesus says in the Bible. Uh, simply because they're so filled with love and so and the parents have been so gentle. But when she says, I look into your hearts and I shudder, I mean, we know Jesus might do that, but when you got the mother doing that, She's your last hope. You know, it's been said that um, when they can't get through the gates of heaven, she controls the windows in heaven. They go to the side door, and she lets them the side windows, and she lets them in heaven. So when you go before Jesus, and you have her as your advocate, and Jesus is bringing up this about your life and this issue, and she said, forget it, forget it. You know, he's my son. <clears throat> he's your brother. You know, you can't want a better advocate than that. That's what we call lawyers, advocates. She's, she's our lawyer. 
She's an advocate. She's going to say not guilty. Why? Jesus said to his mother, he's guilty. No, he's not guilty. You know, look at the prayers that's come through my lips. She said, place a seed of prayer in my heart. She, she asked us recently to put, I want your prayers to be as a seed in my heart. Why? Because she grows them. She perfects them and she can make those words that you say turn to, from, from nothing into something magnificent in front of the throne of God, the greatest saints. And that's what she will present to him. So she gets by, but at the same time, she gives me these messages like that. She says, you know, accept me so you'll be accepted. She talked this today. And she said in that same message long ago that if you reject, uh, if you reject me or if you reject, reject God, uh, don't, don't, don't reject the name of God is what she said. Accept me so that you'll be accept, accepted. So she comes in God's name. She said that today. I'm a messenger of God's love. She says, accept me as mother. And she says, for his desire, for your salvation. The song just said, I found salvation on the wings of mama's prayers. So when you don't do what she does or answer a call, there's a, there's a high standard. She, she has expectations. And she, <clears throat> she expects a little bitty 10-year-old child to fast every Wednesday on Friday uh, and Friday on bread and water all day long. How cruel. What kind of mother would do that? And yes, that's exactly why Yaakov, uh, or that's exactly what Yaakov was told to do. Now, I'm convinced part of what his age bracket and why he was chosen was for that, to show what even the expectations were as a mother from a 10-year-old. And we think, well, I shouldn't ask my 10-year-old to fast. We've got five-year-olds fasting in our community. They think nothing of it. Why? Because reason tells us, and holy reason in Isaiah says, come reason with me, says the Lord. Reason says that people are just happy to get their daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. That was the main staple. That's why we have, that's why we had the manger. That's why Jesus take the form of bread. And so used to, um, I know I did a tape years ago called, audio tape at that time, a talk called Meat and Potatoes. And some Irish people came up to me and says, why do you say meat and potatoes as Americans? For us in Ireland, it's bread and butter. You know, in other words, the, the talk was about the basics, the meat and potato. For them, the basics was bread and butter. That's what their staple was. And so we've forgotten this. And we're going to see this in the future. You're going to be happy just to have bread. It's coming. And, and of course, this new book I'm writing, Ain't Gonna Happen, is very important to position you and alert you what's coming down. And hopefully, that'll be finished in the next few days. We're still, I'm still polishing some certain things up, but I want to get on the press within the next seven days. Important book for every one of you to look into. But to answer fully the question, which is, can our lady be... Um, not the gentle one everybody's just to walk over. She's, this woman is not a walkover. This mother is a tough mother. And she's demanding. But she does it in such a way that I can't do it. I can't express things. She can chew me out through the message, make me feel like a crumb. At the same time, I feel love from her. Now, I can make you feel like a crumb. You may not feel love from me. But she's got that finesse. And I've seen it in Medjugorje. I felt it. I've seen it through her messages. And so God sends the best of heaven heaven itself, to come visit us each day. And, you know, in our daily lives, we have so much incorporated into it where the culture's gone and rushing and here and rushing there, and we see Our Lady tell us to really to open our hearts, to clear the way. And as a culture, we have to do that. We're hearing off in this direction, that direction. Soccer field's telling you what to be, where to do, school's saying these things, what you do even in summer times. And even our concepts of... of uh, the business and the everyday 
hurried life. Are we are we following our life? Are we actually is the lady come here to shake us up, to make us stop long enough to take a breath? And we have people being so busy and following so many directions that they really didn't know true values. The lady says through consumerism, we have people shopping all day long. When you can go in and shop real quick and get what you gotta get and get out. And so we have this society and this culture that's built on being very busy at the same time missing the most important thing. And that's the life our lady gave us. That's the life Jesus gave us. And God wants us to be happy in this life. Unfortunately, we've taken our path of misery, God says. Our lady says this. And through that misery, uh, the days of our life, we don't have the ability to see really what is important. What do we embrace? What kind of what kind of waste wasted time are we spending? And it's not even question people are active, but we're active in the wrong activity. And so it is that when we're in a hurry, we miss many, many things that always wanting to tell us today. Well, I left for work in a hurry. Rushed out the door without saying goodbye I didn't tell her I loved her this morning But I'll tell her tonight I thought to myself and as I hurried off toward the highway This truck out of nowhere caught me by surprise He missed me by inches and my life passed in front of my eyes Guess that's the reason that they say Dance every dance and live each day As though it's your last And tell those who you love how you feel Before it's too late Life is right here and now We only go My legs stopped shaking I took a deep breath And turned my car around Oh, I'm gonna take that vacation That we talked about Starting right now Although I know tomorrow will be here Tomorrow may not always be Nothing in life is for certain But death's guaranteed And that's the reason that I say Dance every dance and live each day As though it's your last And tell those who you love how you feel Before it's too So we 
And uh, truly, these uh, days are days that are blessed, the days that Our Lady is with us uh, when she is appearing in Mechigoria. And as we look back uh, over the course of the many broadcasts that we've had, uh, Radio Wave has been a blessing not only for thousands of people all over the whole world, uh, in every country and on every continent, it has also been a blessing to us as well. It gives us the opportunity to be able to share, uh, not only with you, but also with one another, uh, the insights of the messages and to be able to discuss it in this way. And so Radio Wave has been a very beautiful blessing for us. And uh, the reason we bring this up is because June 25th, this coming June 25th, is uh, the 100th show. Uh, That's going to be a very special broadcast. A friend of Medjugorje will be in Medjugorje, uh, and he will be broadcasting from Medjugorje on that day. And uh, we hope to have a few other things as well uh, for that special broadcast. But uh, I was speaking with someone uh, last year, actually, about uh, Radio Wave, and he said that he's a faithful listener. He listens very um, regularly, and he said, you know, when Radio Wave first began, y'all talked real proper, and you don't do that anymore, and I really like that. And so uh, Radio Wave has had its refinements of, uh, since the very first broadcast. And if you want a really good laugh, uh, you could go back to uh, broadcast number one, and it is available there. But uh, it was very enjoyable for us, that broadcast, and it's enjoyable to listen to it again. And it brings out a lot of uh, tear-jerking laughter. But uh, again, uh, just to keep in mind and to be watching for that uh, this June 25th, the uh, special 100th show uh, of Radio Wave. Which was pretty amazing. This ended up on that date. That was no plans at all that that happened. It just started counting a few weeks ago, and we kind of discovered that. So we were as amazed as everybody else might be at that moment. But anyway, I want to leave you with this thought of this last song, you know, the days of our life that Our Lady really is with us. But it's beyond the days of our life. We're, we're beyond the days of, and of an age. This is the age of Our Lady. This is the waited time for 2,000 years. She's come to clear the way. And while the words of this song remind me of my life, I know it reminds you of things in your life. Everything applies to yourself. And then the greater overall look at the culture. And the culture is going too fast, is going the wrong direction. We go fast in our mission. We have to fight for time. At the same time, our ladies delivered us into a way of life that when we wake up, our children go to school here. They break in the school or in the summertime for rosary. We do that together. We eat at home together at lunch, or either we eat as a community together with the kids. We spend our whole day together, working together. We see our children all the time. Our wives are right there. And so the village concept, the way of a life our lady's given to us, you're supposed to be busy. It's just is busy keeping you separate from being family. And the way the culture is structured is it does break that up. You're not together. I remember probably 30 years ago, I guess that was about the time the apparitions were beginning or coming on to start, that I walked into my fruit orchard at the time I was still in business. Carrie Toss, of course, hadn't started. It started five years after that. But I remember I began to really seek first the kingdom of God, and all things will be given to you besides. But I remember walking to my fruit orchard and asked God, I says, God, I want to be able to make a living right here on my land. Now, I had the concept and the idea of through my business and this office setup, which I'd set up that there, and and my operations from there. But I was thinking in that term, and I asked that prayer, and God did do that. And it's a beautiful thing. You can ask for something, and God will fulfill it. Not like you think, 
but in a way you can never imagine. And so I've got a life that I can spend all day seeing my children, eating with them, wife, the community, our people. I lady won't set for you. It requires some things to give up. It requires a way to walk. It requires a way that you leave now in a hurry, rushing out the door, that you have to change your life. And a lot of this is going to be in the book, new book coming up, to help you give a, a, a foundation or platform how to change your life. Because you have an opportunity now in this time to do that. But if you don't, you'll be just like this man in the book, or the song, rather. And so it is, we come to the close of another show. Contemplate this message today. Don't let go of it just because we read it and we go on to the next month. Read every day the message that Ali says and transfer them into life. That's why she asked for this community and that's what we're about. So until next time we speak, we wish you, Our Lady, we love you. Good night. <laughs>